just thrive if you want to i'm sure you want to sponsor us like just email us yeah. at the email address we right like hashtag not an ad but it could hashtag. be <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor <laughs> but like maybe how are we doing Great. Welcome to the Red Wine Sisterhood, everybody. All the y'all, you millennials out there, or no, Gen Zers. Gen Z is who we thought. Who, who oh, we yeah, like our top, our top, our top audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up, guys? Oh, wow. Thanks for tuning in. All your middle parts. Oh, my God. My hair is kind of in a middle part. I literally try to put my hair in a middle part every single day, and I hate it every single time. How far over is your side I'm, part? I'm trying. It's just like yeah. normal. It's just my hair like doesn't have a, I just, I don't know. You don't need, you don't I'm not need ready it yet. I'm not ready to My side yet. part was literally like a I centimeter know. over from a middle part. And so my hair, I, know. Just, I, I think, I don't think it's a middle part. I think it's just sort of like in somewhere in my head. I don't know. That was a cool, that was <laughs> a cool statement. There. Okay. What are you drinking? Is it the same wine I'm drinking or is it different? Well, I don't know. What are you drinking? I'm drinking our standard. I'm drinking our standard. Little Alamos, Malbec. Same. It's, um, Same. Cheers. I was also drinking this last last time, last week, whatever cadence is. I'm not sure. Um, TBD. Yeah. I'm, Alamos is just, it's so good. So yeah. So we've decided that we're going to be drinking red wine every time we record and hopefully we will switch it up, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's going to be our goal. Like, I mean- yeah, I think it's a, I think this podcast could definitely like fuel our fire in our like just widening of our wine perspective. That's a great thing for us to get into. But that being said, that being said, so many times I have gone out on a limb and bought something new that I thought would be fun to try. And more often than not, it has let me down and almost never lets me down. I know. It's so good. I have my favorites and I, I just, it's tough for me to decide if it's always worth trying something new because when you're disappointed, when you buy a whole bottle of wine and you don't love it, it, it sucks. sucks. Especially red wine. I don't know why. Like, I feel like it's yeah. easier to get a cheap white and it's like, okay, but like, yeah, cause it's cold. Yes. I don't know There's why a, I feel like that makes a difference, but yeah. Um, I will say though, sometimes I've, you know, gotten a recommendation from someone or something and it's been awesome. For sure. I've been like, this is the best. Yeah, I feel like I need that. Like I need the right, I need to hear from someone that I know that I've like Mm -hmm. had wine with before that kind of knows what I like. And that's when I will. And like I said, like I'm still trying new things all the time. Like, for example, I tried that delicious Pinot Noir that we drank together, Mm -hmm. that rickshaw. I was just talking about it with you and mom. Mm -hmm. I tried that on a whim because I liked the label. Of course. And it's. I bought like 10 bu- bottles of that stuff. It's great. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Thrive Market. Um, uh, their wine sampler packages. Thrive, if you want to, I'm sure you want to sponsor us. Like just email us yeah. at the email address. We right, like hashtag not an ad, but it could hashtag, be. <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor, but like maybe. Um, no, but their mixed wine thing is amazing. And I've actually, I've been happy with all of them and I can just try new blends and stuff. And that's been like, awesome. yeah, we, we had that Rioja together one time and it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. But we're not talking about wine today. We're talking about something. Oh, do we have a treat for you? <laughs> something different. Um, we're talking about <laughs> one of the most iconic movies of all time. 
one of the most iconic sister duos of all time. I feel like we should just start there. Absolutely. We're talking about the sister community. Really? I mean, I know there were probably sister duos before. I mean, I know, I know there were. Like people, people have been sisters for literally thousands of years, but sisterhood started with. <laughs> We're of course talking about the Olsen twins. What other sisterhood would we ever be talking about? Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, <laughs> child stars galore. What a tapestry of talent, yeah. and not not truly. <laughs> Not in not an incredibly dynamic portfolio, <laughs> but you know they found their niche and they 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 stayed there. Okay, wait. Do you say niche or niche? Because I always say niche. I say niche. Wow, it's interesting. Oh my God. I think I've just started saying niche because that is what um, people at work say, and I'm a product of my environment. Mm. So yeah, I'm open to either. Okay, well I say niche. So. Because it's fancy as hell. I was just talking um, to Matt the other day about, he was asking if, like, I say ambient, ambient. Ambient? And that was, like, literally exactly (laughs) my thought. I was like, people say that? Like, who was pretending to be that pretentious? He wasn't even saying it. He was, like, literally just inquiring. But anyway, talk about a pointless story. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, I thought it was really important to the story. Okay, so Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, we're going to cover a lot of their pieces of film because we grew up watching them over and over and over again. Yes. But one that we stumbled upon, like, I don't know, six months ago, we were talking about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and just talking about all these old movies we used to watch was one that came out in 1998 called Billboard Dad which a classic uh, a classic um we were in for a treat when we watched it the first time i think we were both just like shell shocked um it's truly unlike anything i've ever watched and i watched it again today and um i was just i'm just <laughs> tickled to be able and i was tickled to be able to be talking about it with you all um, Rachel, I know you kind of did the same. I was perusing different like synopses online, like different plots, and and I was trying to find which one I like the best, and I stumbled on. So I actually didn't do that. I am a loser. No, no, no. That's I great because I can just. Oh my god, that's so fun! <laughs> you should read yours, and then I'm gonna read the one that's on the Mary Kate and Ashley wiki page <laughs> because they have their own like fandom wiki like website. So. Okay, and, I didn't write my own synopsis. I just wrote a bullet point list of all the things that happened. Well, so just, that's a different thing. Let me just so you read. Let it. me just read a little synopsis because it's just you know we're gonna set the scene. Plot like <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, not plot warning. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen this. Stop right Turn here. This podcast off. It's streaming on Hulu. Go if you don't have Hulu, get a seven day free trial. Right, it's worth it. Just like set yes. yourself a calendar reminder to cancel it <sighs> next. Tuesday. Okay. The plot of Billboard Dad starring Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, released in 1998. Set in Los Angeles, California, the plot revolves around Emily Tyler, who enjoys surfing, and her identical twin sister Tess, a member of a high diving team, who try various stratagems to get their widow fa- is widower is the male. Widower. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Their widow fa- the wid- their widower father. <laughs> 
Crushing it. Okay. Their widower father, Max, a talented artist and sculptor, a girlfriend. After all their attempts end in failure, Tess and Emily, with a little help from their friend Cody, parenthesis, who takes a romantic interest in Tess, decide to paint an advertisement on a giant billboard situated high above Sunset Boulevard. Convenient. That was me, not the plot. Uh-huh. A lady named Debbie answers the ad, and she brings her friend Brooke as a backup. Brooke and Max accidentally meet and take a liking to each other, and Debbie agrees they should start dating. At first, Tess and Emily don't like Brooke's son, Ryan, but when he helps foil an elaborate scheme by Max's business manager, Nigel, to break up the romantic relationship between Max and Brooke, parenthesis, Nigel thinks Max's work will suffer as an end result, the girls eventually <laughs> accept him. So, I mean... Wait, that's, that's it? That's it. That's where it ends. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of my favorite part because they just kind of leave you hanging to like... They do. To like wrap like they, they literally say the entire plot, yeah. but they don't say the last 30 minutes. Right. So it's like but nothing honestly, to like... this one was more robust than the one on Wikipedia. And then all IMDb says is twin girls advertise their single father on a Santa Monica billboard. See, love that one. <laughs> to the point, simple. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's get into it. Well, what I thought we'd do, I wrote a bullet point list of just the the really big moments. Yeah. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. So we're just going to go through it. And then we can talk about our favorite takeaways. And then I also have a favorite quote section. Amazing. And we can also, you know, have a fashion element as well. I feel like the fashion is going to be sprinkled throughout. I just kind of made <laughs> notes as I saw just like Luke's awesome. that I was really into. So, so many Luke's. We love a Luke. All right. So let's talk about the intro with the weird angle of the surfing board and then the rollerblading montage home, which is clearly not one of the twins so I love how at the beginning that first shot like literally the first shot you see I'm not sure Mary Kate or Ashley like sorry um one of them you just see their foot and they have like the strap and the surfboard and stuff and it's like it's like they're trying to keep you guessing as if you don't know Mary Kate and Ashley are starring in this film and that it would clearly be them um and they like they keep that going for a minute or two. Like you, you don't know who that is. It could be anyone. You don't know. Insanity. You don't know. Anyway. Um, I thought the rollerblading was pretty subpar. I mean, they could have done better. Um, there were some like weird flips, but it's nice. You know, they give like an intro about like what sister likes what. Totally. And Whatever. like from the get go, just from the cinematography, yes, we're going to use words like film and cinematography in this because we're talking about a very serious film. Um, the cinematography from the get-go is already showing you that, like, this is going to have some, like, avant-garde art. Like, it's, like, he is a very modern artist. It's, like, sort of just, like, has that, like, artsy vibe, just, like, from the shots, from yes. the color usage, from the music, like, and that continues. It's it's They took a lot of artistic liberties in this movie, IMO. I think they just literally took the camera and like was like, let's do whatever the fuck right. we want. Yes. I seriously, none of it makes sense. Yes. The lighting is so cold it is so and weird. weird. I know. It's so weird. Okay. Anyway, <sighs> then Emily or Tess, I can't remember, gets home. One of them gets home. Let me figure out. Okay, so Emily is the surfer. Okay, Tess so Emily is gets the home. diver. That's helpful. 
Okay. And Tess is upset because she can't find the whisk to make eggs. And then Emily says, I don't know what a whisk is, which I thought to be the most unbelievable part of the film. Agree. That's like, I mean, I don't want to say like for sure that's the first like cooking utensil I learned like what it was called, but maybe. Right. Like everyone knows what a fucking whisk is. I know. It's not hard. So anyway, but then this iconic scene, which Sarah, when we first watched it, this was the part that I had remembered. Tess is freaking out. She can't make scrambled eggs. Emily goes, let me show you. And I think it's like, it's literally just so weird. And like um, ASMR of her. (laughs) She pours the eggs into a Ziploc bag and does the most awkward dance. Yeah. While saying like, shake, 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 shake. Right. It's so weird. And also, like, so to weird. just bring this into reality, can you imagine what a plastic bag filled with eggs, like, feels like in mm. your hands? Like, it's my worst. I mean, as a, t- as a two-year-old, I'm all in. Right, but yes. As an adult or even a 13-year-old or however, the, however old they yeah. are in this movie. Thank you. Gross. Yeah. Okay, so then they proceed to make scrambled eggs for their dad because yeah. their dad, he's been up all night, whatever. So then it's like the intro of the dad. And, like, you can tell, like, they love their dad and blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, a cool, like, definitely know, a cool he just, dad. like, looks like a, he looks like a stereotypical 90s dad. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, every dad cast in the 90s looked like this dude. And also, like, like had the, like, acted the exact same. Like, he's just, like. The same. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to describe other than just like he's full dad. Yeah, full dad. Um, and then the weirdest lady of all time with her black dress and weird chain belt comes in with Nigel. Yeah, I like can't <laughs> I can't handle it. And like Yeah, it was a lot. And she she was like, what'd she say? Like, I am so gonna like I want you or something, but then she's talking about the art. She's talking about yeah, him, but then she's talking about the, the art. The quote that I remembered from that scene is like when she's regrouping with Nigel after Max kind of like shuts her down and he goes, when Nigel says something and she goes, his anguish keeps you in Armani. And it's the grossest, weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I hate it. And immediately I was like, you need to leave. Oh my God. Oh, okay. So it's like established that like Nigel's his assistant, who's like kind of weird and like, people think that their dad's attractive and like the girls kind of think that's cool. It's like, they're like, we're sad about mom, but like they want their dad to date, which I also thought was weird. It's, and you're, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Like they definitely know that their dad is like, I guess he was like a hot dad. Like he's like a good looking guy. He's like a, I don't know. I, mean, I guess his hair is for so sure, But for the time, like for the nineties, like, definitely desirable. And it's very weird for 13 year old daughters to like know that and to be like aware and also totally and not like weirded out by that right they were like into it very very unrealistic okay so let's now go to the introduction of the diving team which i have so many feelings about this entire scene (laughs) i mean some big some big players are introduced here there's brad Brad. the life the lifeguard coach that um emily has a really inappropriate crush on right um there's Cody. Cody, who, a classic. In my opinion, is the coolest character of the entire movie. I mean, and agreed, but like, on yes. Agreed. Nice right. tan. And then nice there's hair. nice guy. So cute. Loves whatever. And then there's an introduction of Ryan, the 
blonde punk guy from Hollywood, which <laughs> like okay, um, quite cool. When he was riding his skateboard up, and then he just fell in the pool. That was really unnatural. Feeling Can we to just me. Like back up to the fact of like why is there even a diving team plot line in this movie? I know it seems so. It, I agree. I actually wrote that. I think it is so. It's such a stupid side plot. I mean, in a similar vein, I literally wrote the diving plot line. L O L O L. So yeah. <laughs> It's like, like, thank you for sharing. The one one thing, I guess one of the girls says like her mom was a ballerina. So it's the closest thing she gets to a ballerina. And I dis, I'm sorry though. Right. Like be a synchronized swimmer or like an ice skater. Diving and dancing. (laughs) But also it's like, it's almost like they wanted to like give, wait, who's the diver? Is it Emily or Tess? Tess. They really wanted to like the give, no, I know, but they wanted to like give Tess a sport because Emily was like a surfer. But then Which we never saw Emily. Surf. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Like they never follow up on the other sporting storyline. Anyway, it's we don't need to get too hung up on it. But my other, you mentioned Brad. Brad, our dreamboat. Oh yeah, the dreamboat, classic blonde. He's like a college student, but he's coaching. It was very. It creepy. is. It is creepy. Very um, creepy. One of my so. Well, let me just ask you, like, sidebar, do you want to keep favorite quotes as, like, a separate section, or do you want to talk about our favorites while they're relevant to the plot that we're talking about? We can talk about our favorites because I have one, and it's it's about... the same one. Why don't you say it? No, no, no. You go for it, because I said a quote last time. He's a hunkasaurus. Oh, my God. No, mine's different, (gasps) but that's amazing. What is it? My favorite is just, like, the moment when (laughs) he gives her a compliment after her dive, and she goes... Thanks, bod, <laughs> instead of Brad. Like, okay. B-O-D, body, Brad, okay. bod. I thought bod. she said Bob. <laughs> I didn't get it. And I was like, was she just embarrassed? <laughs> she said No, bod. because because she got embarrassed because she called him bod. I have never, even <laughs> in the 90s and early 2000s, I have never in my life seen an attractive man and thought, mm, that bod. Look at bod. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hysterical I have another quote that was um I think it's with Nigel I can't remember it's something about something being fishy and the Uh quote is all you need is mayo and you've got a tuna salad (laughs) yikes yikes also in that scene I have another favorite quote it's right when they see Ryan our like punk rocker I think this is the same one but go because I have one about him too but go please it probably is because they're talking about his background and what they've heard that he's like done and they're like oh I think he's been to juvie (laughs) and then I I have this credited to MK or A because I'm not sure if Mary Kate or Ashley said it (laughs) but she goes one thing's for sure he should be charged for crimes against fashion like same same quote like sick burn like unreal fucking burn I mean she got him she she did okay so the diving thing is weird whatever (laughs) so then they go to a place called the van gogh's ear which is a hippy dippy 
lunch cafe something. It's their mom's favorite. I didn't favorite. catch the name. That's so funny. I yeah. had no idea that's what it was called. Yeah, anyway, it's weird. So it was their mom's favorite place, which wow. is cute, and they take their dad. And so another one of my favorite quotes in, in this scene, um, her their dad, Max, is like a great surfer, apparently. And then there's the two surfer, <laughs> surfer dudes in there. And right, like the the like people who like looked like potheads, but yes, like right, weren't, they were just like the surfer dudes. But I'm like, okay, cool depiction here. Yeah, it was really weird. They weird. ask him where he's been, and they go, "Yeah, dude, you look like a fish belly." <laughs> I just thought that was so weird. I wonder if that's like a California burn. I don't know. You know, I doubt it. I think it's just bad writing. Let me see. <laughs> but I don't know. Also, speaking of that scene, the woman that works at this cafe is just like an absolute delight. And I I wish that she would have had like a more of a role because she was just like sunshine. Loved her so much. Loved her. Um, This was actually a sweet scene. So like you see like the dad like tear up because he's like, do you remember her laugh? And like, it's like really sad. And like, it is really sad. But the weirdest fucking part, two parts, (laughs) they get an enormous ice cream sundae that is like in the most inconvenient dish, it's like a... <gasps> Thank you. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> it's insanity what this Sunday is served in. How would you... I I don't know. It makes me really mad. No. Um, yes. And then he leaves. And then they just come to the decision that their dad needs a woman to make him happy. Which... <laughs> so weird I think is like a really awful lesson <laughs> uh yeah no you're actually Rachel you're so right it's weird you're so right like clearly also like Max is dealing with like real like trauma he needs to like but it doesn't seem from like what I'm seeing in this film I'm not seeing that he's done anything to help himself through this trauma other than bottle it up. Yeah. And, and obviously artistic expression is like a thing. Of course. Of course. But like, you have to talk about your shit. Like yes. you have to, you have to talk about it with people that you trust or you have to find, you know, you just, you got to do that. And I don't think he's done that. And for them to just like, I just feel like they're like putting a band-aid on it or like thinking that's like the right thing when it's like you don't need what you need to be happy is peace with yourself totally you don't no. need other people to be happy and that's I think you're totally right that's like not a good lesson no it's it's right, confusing. Wow, not real serious no I know it's it was it kind of struck me as being like that's weird and just like a sign of the times like I think yes. we're totally like the last couple of years we've gotten into that like mental health acceptance space and like the really taking care of yourself first totally before you find other people to take care of or to take care of you you know so So it's totally just like yeah so true all right moving on they rapidly decide to consult cody (laughs) with this thing because cody sees them reading the want ads or the personal ads or whatever right and And there's that part where they're (laughs) where she like says all those like um there are all those abbreviations like whatever female seeking whatever and it's like it's literally everything is just an abbreviation and one of the twins is like I don't know how to read this and the other one just effortlessly decodes this like utter nonsense it's like no you don't know what that means (laughs) 
killed me. That killed me. So I thought it was interesting, and I didn't remember this, that it was Cody's idea to do the to do the billboard. I actually also did not remember and that. They, I forgot about Cody's existence, quite yeah, frankly. Same. So, <laughs> I mean, same. So let's talk about the billboard, because arguably... Are we getting to, like, the billboard installation scene or are we not there yet i have i just i like i knew what was coming but i was still surprised at the absolute (laughs) insanity of this scene okay let's talk about their outfits yes from the beginning they sneak up in like full burglar attire (laughs) to this billboard with paint and paintbrushes where did you get those? I guess your dad's an artist, but I don't feel like he's he has sculptor. those like he doesn't have paint. right. He's not like those. He doesn't have those long like body length no. paintbrush sticks. No, whatever. And then they climb the billboard, and they have to change their camouflage look into white. So it takes them like literally like twenty full minutes in movie time to take off their black clothing to white painter's clothing. Matching, obviously. Matching, because obviously that means that nobody will see that there are two human beings painting a billboard in the middle of the night that are clearly children. (laughs) It's unreal. And then, like, also, I'm not sure how things were done in 1998, but, like, I know printers exist, and I am certain that billboards weren't hand painted. Oh no! Maybe they were. No, no. But that seems no. Impossible. Are we pretending they painted his picture on there? Oh, well, Are we I was like, pretending that. I didn't even think about the picture. <laughs> like his literal photograph is on this billboard, and they did not have it. They had, they had one color of paint and paintbrushes. I can't breathe. And okay. I also, I wrote down what is written on the billboard. I don't know if you did. Oh no! All I wrote was "Cool to the Max," and his name is Max. Oh, I have the whole. I have the whole thing. Where okay, read it? it. Read it to us. Okay, I got it. He's single. He's handsome. He's cool to the max. Interested? Write to Max Tyler at Ten Surf Saint Saint Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Write to Max Tyler at Ten Surf Street, Venice, and then I have a sub bullet that says begging for serial killers to be honest which is true why would they put their address on there it's it's just wildly inappropriate in every single way (laughs) oh my god it's insane okay so they put the billboard up but the first lady that comes to to tell i love this whole part oh my god this lady's crazy she's okay so i also a fun thing i did in my notes is i have like I have a couple bullet points about each of these dates, all five of them. Oh, I was thinking about the like first lady thoughts. that, so two things before we get to the dates. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. So the first lady that comes up, it's apparent that Max has no idea what's going on oh, and she's just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. crazy. And he's like, what's happening? So he finds out. Yes. But then you get to the eyewear shop and you meet Debbie and Brooke, who are very important characters. And you see the yeah. news story. Before that though. Before that, the mail arrives and they estimate probably 2 million letters have arrived. <laughs> so I just like to add that in because their estimation is 2 million. So now we can get back to Brooke and Debbie, our friends. We love them. 
I had the Brooke and Debbie before the letters thing, but I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, oh, really? it doesn't matter. Um, okay. oh, yeah. So it's an interesting scene with Brooke and Debbie because you see that Brooke is like scorned and she thinks it's all stupid, but it's important because you see the news story. Yeah. And like, honestly, finally, for the first time in this movie, I'm like, wow, two women that like seem relatable who I like, like, I and I enjoy Debbie's overalls. Debbie's amazing. Love her. She's so great. Um, Debbie's amazing. And so is Brooke, TBH. Uh, Brooke's fashion is queen life. of the maxi skirt. Yes. And like the turtleneck long thing. I don't even know. It's so incredible. another one of my favorite quotes is from the news news announcer. Cause she says, wait, I have it. Oh my God. I can't wait. There we have it from the mouths of babes. She called us babes. Forgive her. <laughs> Oh my God. That entire exchange, I was just like, not okay. <laughs> because it's also, it's so weird. And then they acknowledge it's weird. And then they say, forgive her. It's just a lot. Anyway. And also just like they, right before that scene, it was like, it was like Max and the twins. And they were like, we're going to go show you the billboard. And then immediately they're on the TV. Like, Right. Was that newscaster just like camped out there, just like <laughs> waiting for Billboard Dad to arrive? Like, why was why did that? Why who facilitated this interview? Because no one was communicating. It made no sense. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the dates because Max agrees to go on five dates. Yep. So I have bullet points for all of them too, but I'm gonna let you lead, oh and I'll just chime in. I just have a few. I mean, they were quick. Like the first woman, basically, <laughs> is just like. She just like panics about the end of the relationship before it even starts. Is I think how it's. Um, but you know what? Up. She is the beacon for us because she chugs that red wine, and I was proud of her. I literally said my first bullet is "LOL, I'm dying." This woman is so relatable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let's let's toast like I mean her. honestly like cheers truly like just because I don't voice my panic doesn't mean it's not happening inside my head. I thought it was sort of a weird mental health miss. If I'm being honest, I thought this woman mm -hmm. comes off as the hysterical woman who's like chugging alcohol to hide her pain. And I was, it really stuck me. I, I'm being completely honest. That seemed really dated to me. For sure. That's interesting. I did not think of it that way, but mm -hmm. now that you say that, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. I just saw it as like a very exaggerated, like kind of cartoon version mm -hmm. of women, obviously being portrayed in that time, which is so different than how women are portrayed now totally. in film in this time. So like kind of the same thing, but that's a really yeah. interesting point. Yeah. I just, you know, there's some things that, and there's another date that's very dated that we will get to in just a it's few bad. moments. Um, really but bad. it just really struck me as it was all on the woman. She was all like crazy, you know, and then, and you know, Max's panic of like, Oh God, like this woman's hysterical and she's drinking. It just sort of like. That being said, I think Max did like a good job in that scene of just being very candid and I don't think he exacerbated the situation at all like he didn't necessarily try to diffuse but I don't think he was like oh my god this woman like blah blah, blah. he was just he was very neutral he just kind no, of no I know her right I mean all right so second, second date <laughs> I just said if anyone ever offers me a q-tip on a date I'm done right like who keeps q-tips <laughs> loose, loose q-tips 
And like, who would ever talk about earwax on a date? She's talking about the earwax, how earwax is in her family. <laughs> like what? How did they get on that topic or did she bring it up? I don't remember, but it's gross. No, no, I don't think we even know. I think she just starts talking about it. So I want to know how they got to that. I mean, can you imagine like sitting down for a day and being like, how's your earwax today? (laughs) I have learned that's like one of the things you learn when you do like one of those DNA tests, like the 23andMe or Ancestry or something. They tell you like what kind of earwax you have. Wait, like I have 23 I, and me, and I don't know if I know my earwax. Well, they talked about it on Armchair Expert. Um, Monica was talking about how they said look. she had, I can't remember what the two kinds are. I think one is like flaky. <laughs> one is like, um, like goopy. Like those aren't the right words, but, or like maybe it's just simply like wet and dry. I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel so gross. <laughs> so yeah the third date I would like to get over as quickly as possible it's very culturally insensitive it's just obviously again a sign of the times yes a beautiful woman in a hijab that he just makes like I mean it's not rude but it's just not sensitive and it's gross and I hate it and I want to pretend it never happened yeah they make a really insensitive joke and it's just again the sign of the times and that would not fly today yep um and yeah we don't that that's it that's All right. right. Yeah, it's fourth, the also a little bit of the same oh, cultural sure. appropriation. Yeah. yeah, I one of my bullets is normalized female body hair. Yeah, I'm sorry, like women have body. hair. Yeah, like, women have hair. And amazing. they have hair. What a concept. Yeah, like shut up. And yes. in a, I hate that it's like a French woman and it's just like this whole stereotype about like Europeans, oh my goodness, awful. It's but, very uh, frustrating. It's really frustrating. But women, if you have hairy armpits, I love you and it's amazing. I Yeah, more power to you. I should have hairy armpits, but it's itchy. Yeah, if it were on... like itchy. Itchy. I get <laughs> I feel itchy. I don't know. I feel itchy too. And like, but on it, like I like love it though. Like more power to you. I love Cheers it to you. Same. Fifth date. Oh, it's the woman talking in baby voice. And cleaning his face and giving him a bib. Like, I was so uncomfortable. Like, let's, like, end adults speaking baby talk to anyone other than their pets or their babies for the length of time. I think for life. Forever. No need for that. (laughs) No need. So, obviously, Max is frustrated. And, you know, it's... The girls are really pushing it and whatever. So the dad's like playing basketball with all these letters. He's like, if I make this one, I'll go on a date with her. If I, whatever, whatever. And then of course, the one that goes in is from Debbie. Our girl with the overalls. Ooh. Duh. I mean, like my queen. Obviously. And then, oh my God, Debbie, she wears that weird straw sun hat to the art museum. So they go to the art museum and, you know, Max is supposed to meet up with Debbie, but he ends up sitting on a bench and who should sit next to him but Brooke. It's just like a perfect meet cute. It is so cute and neat. It's, <laughs> it's precious. No, I learned that from the holiday. Another oh, great no. flick. It's so sweet. Anyway, and It's so sweet. I love it. Immediate chemistry. Yes. 
It's just one of those moments where like, you know, it's hard to have chemistry effortlessly with somebody. And then when you do, you want to capitalize on it and you're like, you're like addicted to it. It's amazing. And that just is what happens. And I think the most beautiful thing about it is that Debbie knows that and she lets them go to lunch. She like, is like, you guys should have lunch together. Like talk about an incredible friend, like Like, women supporting women. Like, yes. Debbie, like. No, that's honestly, it's such a small piece. It's one of my absolute favorite parts of the entire movie. It's amazing. Like, I just love it. Like that is a true friend. I it's agree. Just, it's amazing. I agree. I, I also think it. that we um, should end this part one of Billboard Dad because oh there's so much more to the movie that like, yeah. I don't think this should be an hour and a half long episode. So we're going to stop yeah. here and right. then um, we will cover the rest. But you know, just so you know, Max and Brooke are like going to go to lunch and we'll see what happens. Stay tuned, everybody.